Hey, and welcome back to Education Honestly. So last week I got thinking about um, perception and the way we look at the world and, and embracing and noticing the fact that I really like my social media, although it is a limited presence, presence for me personally, it, it gives you some cause for pause. The whole Instapersta, inst the Instagram perfect teachers and the teachergram can be overwhelming. And I have not even put my toe into the world of TikTok. Uh, people send me the occasional one. I look at it and I think, oh, that's really cute. Or, oh, that's a good idea. And that's where it ends because I just can't fathom taking on another social media um, platform to live through. I had Snapchat for about three seconds to connect with the uh, more adult members of my family that are still teenager-ish and it was good it was fun and it lasted for like six months and then I had zero desire to continue so based on this uh, podcast is based on my thoughts of a very limited scape of you know social media stuff but I can still see the pressure I can still see the expectation that people put on themselves to be creative and witty and um entertaining and some of them very much are um not everybody's a built-in comedian um but yeah some people are and have parlayed that into second careers and you can see that I think more in American social media and um the way that they seem to have comedy tours and constant a social media presence and don't seem to be the sole creators on their platforms which kind of sounds interesting I suppose because they have all these extra resources but when I look at Canadian content makers and it gets more personally done um, I for the first time this year have seen some real like collaborations with different companies uh usually may i've seen around footwear and education companies um education platforms online in schools and you know even talking to some local radio and going on some mainstream media and i think that's so cool but how do they maintain it how do they maintain the wit how do they maintain the perfection in what they're looking and I totally understand that InstaPerfect is only showing a minute amount of what actually happens in the real world but to be able to create that much content how much time are they spending creating said content how much time is that taking away from actually teaching time with their families um just creating a whole world, which I'm sure provides extra income, which I'm not going to lie, wouldn't hurt to have that in my world. This would be nice if the podcast turned into something a little bit more, just quip it. But there, um, just the pressure. And do we as teachers absorb that need, desire, expectation to be just as perfect? There are so many really cool things that I see online. I mean, I've said that I teach kindergarten and I love it, but I got to tell you, my classroom does not have all these amazing, totally in-depth provocations and sensory activities and full literacy program perfection that I see online that like my fellow Canadian educators, some of them are doing, and then definitely some of the more 
You can see some of them being more funded in some of the American things that I watch. Uh, and to my own detriment and fault, I have created curated who I follow online for Teacher Graham. And you won't get that here, by the way. You'll never see something posted from the inside of my classroom for something that we did because I think that my outside social media presence and my in-classroom are something I'd prefer to keep separate and respect for myself and for my students. This is something I do as an aside and that's where my comfort level is. But I also benefit hugely from seeing what some of the other teachers are doing out there. It gives me ideas. It gives me sometimes that extra kick and motivation to try something new and put myself out there. And I guess maybe I'm a little bit jealous and envious, but I'm not convinced that if I was creating that much content, it wouldn't be taking away from my classroom and the time it takes me to maintain what I'm doing so far right now. Now, there are a bunch of content creators who are very honest and say, this doesn't look like this all the time, or this was a sponsored thing that was given to me, or I'm trying this because I was asked to. And I find that refreshing and I appreciate it. It's not everywhere and it's not everyone but their honesty is less stress for me I suppose and I, you know some of the other people that I work with have said that you know hearing that the first three efforts at making I don't know say I think it's called elephant glue come out of a pumpkin in the fall having it be a complete bust and then finally on the third attempt at going just creates a bit more of a relaxation because you know that they didn't get it correctly but not everybody's saying that because why would they and the other question i have is how are you allowed to get away with filming so much content in your classroom without your administration your school board district um or just overall whomever is supervising because we all have a boss somewhere how do they I, why are you allowed to get away with it on school property? I always thought that that would be severely frowned upon. Now, does that just mean that nobody's looking or that you have an agreement? I just, I, I just, I'm, I'm just a little surprised about how that happened. I know that recording a podcast on my lunch is a lot different than in the middle of a class where they're screaming and everybody wants your attention and a picture does not take the same time or... I guess fourth out an organization as a 10 minute podcast quip, but I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked at sometimes what you get to see. Uh, I know that there are some things that make sense to me, like taking a picture of a school board district uh, ministry funded classroom versus a teacher funded classroom and showing the differences yeah that's an absolute priority and i would expect people to need to be able to take a picture on school property but daily pictures i'm just i'm shocked and i'm kind of i'm glad in a way that it shows reality of what's going on but i'm just i'm a little surprised that that's something that hasn't come with a warning or maybe it has and it's a freedom that i haven't considered or looked into but that's a uh, I think that I would have, I've struggled between that line of what is and isn't public um, for public consumption. I'm just looking at my list of what else it's like. Uh, so in the grand scheme of things, is Teachergram or Teacher TikTok, Facebook, whichever social platform out there that you're looking at, 
Is it a help or a hindrance? Is it good for you? Is it not good for you? Does it make you thrive? Is it nothing but pressure or a huge combination of it all? I'm going to go with personally a huge combination of it all. I don't have a direct or perfect answer for any of it. And I think maybe that's healthy that I'm not overly reliant on any one thing to inform my teaching. And I am also really grateful that I can save a post I've seen and show it to my coworkers and say, hey, this looks really great. We can use this in A, B, and C. Let's modify for X, Y, Z. And I have visuals, because so many of us are visual learners, to be able to have a starting or a jumping off point to create more in my classroom. Uh, so how do you feel? Is this pressure? Is this just more help than you were ever expecting? Is it a combination? Do, are you completely turned off by the entire sharing of one's classroom online or anywhere else? I'd like to hear from you. At the end, you'll hear the call to action about how to contact us through, our, you know, or me through uh, email or on Instagram or Facebook. Again, that's where my comfort sort of weans is those two platforms. But do you like the teacher social media? Is that something that you subscribe to or avoid or find some use for it somewhere for you anywhere online? Just curiosity, curiosity is kind of sort of tickling this cat on what to figure out and what is worth one's time and one's not. Have a fabulous day and we'll talk to you next time on Education Honestly. Don't forget to follow my mom on Instagram at Education Honestly and Education Honestly on Facebook. Lastly, our email is educationhonestlypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for calling.